It's your boy LQ, Mr. Real Deal Fantasy HQ, and this is the Fantasy Football Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks. Make sure you guys download the app, sign up today using promo code MMN. You guys, we set up for success. They're giving away free money. Put in 50, you get 50. You put in 100, get 100. It's free money. Promo code MMN. So today we have a great show. My co-host, Double Trouble. We're back together. Stepmom Lauren, what's going on? What's going on, Laquan? I have missed you, my friend. I feel like it's been forever since we have been able to double trouble with one another. This is fun. I'm excited. I'm excited for today's show. Last time we spoke, you were buying cowboy boots. You were going on vacation. That's right. I was going to Nashville. I have never worn them since. In fact, I don't even, I didn't even wear them in Nashville. (laughs) I just got them and I still haven't even worn them. It's bad news. Don't tell my husband. Come so on, bad. you got you're buying, you got to wear them. You're going on vacation. I know, oh, I know. Man. I did. I had another pair that I did buy in war because they're super duper comfortable. But these are like really Nashville. Kind of hard to wear them in Florida because yeah. then they're like, oh, where are you from? I'm like, here. They're here. Like, Why are you wearing those? I'm like, they're cute. It's not Halloween. I don't know. It's, it's got to, <laughs> I know, it's got to go with like a motif, like a theme that I'm going for. And I haven't yeah. been able to nail that yet. But I did get a new blouse that I it might go really well with. All I just right. said blouse like I'm 75 years old. No. no one uses the word blouse anymore. Don't worry about it. It's, it's not, okay. Not here, folks. <laughs> well, I'm glad we're back together. Double trouble. I'm excited to have you back. And we're going to be making fire content for the Mayo Media. And uh, make sure you guys like and subscribe, of course. Let's run these numbers up. It's going to be a great season. There is no off season here. We'll just be constantly producing fire content only. So we have some prize picks. We're going to hit on some dynasty topics, you know, and then we're going to be talking about Super Bowl predictions. And I feel like we're, we're rooting for the same team here. So we'll get into that later, but let's get into these prize picks. So we have the passing, receiving, over-unders, and rushing, of course. So let's get into your first, you know, over-under, what you got. Okay. So um, I waffled back and forth on this not going to lie. Um, I actually, oh, there it is. I just pulled it back up. Okay. Um, the Joe Burrow one, what is the new line that we had on here that just recently changed? Of course, right after I made my pick 280, 285 and a half. He like my, my producer just chirped in my ear. He's like, woman, why didn't you write it down? Because I just told you, well, guess what? I didn't. So here we are not a big deal, but okay. So here's my thing. This is a high number. 285 and a half seems a little scary, but for me, what we were able to see Joe Burrow do, especially against Kansas City's defense, I like this. I like this because I think this is going to be a shootout. How can it not be, first of all? I think it's going to be a shootout. I like the over for Joe Burrow on 285 and a half passing yards. It's aggressive, but I like it. Spicy, and I love it too because Joe Burrow, Joe Shiesty, I like to call him, he is going to be Joe out there. Shiesty. Yeah, he's going to be slinging it. So this is going to be crazy because we just left a weekend with a lot of emotion, a lot of roller coasters, a lot of great games at game time to like the wire. So I think I Joe wish Murphy I had a prescription for Xanax after that weekend, <laughs> because I was like, I need to calm down. I don't know what's happening right now. Like, this is crazy. Absolutely crazy. The the wildest, just a crazy weekend, just emotional roller coasters. And Joe Shiesty, I'm going to take the over with you with the 285 and the hook. Let's go. So I'm going to jump into one of mine. This is obviously a homer pick, Matthew Stafford. We're looking at Matthew Stafford for 270 in a hook. This is clearly going to be a game where he's not going to be playing too much a hero ball, but he's going to be able to get the job done. He's going to be able to hit Cooper Cup 
he's still stub MVP. The, the case is already made. It's, it shouldn't be a discussion anymore. So I feel as though this is a clear over here with the 270 and the hook. And it's clear as day, this is a division game. This is very intense. And Sean McVay needs to prove himself. And I think Matthew Stafford has a chip on the shoulder to clear out all the narratives that he had going into the season. So I'm going to take the over here with Matthew Stafford. I like this. And I like this because I, I especially like what you said about the, the chip on the shoulder and with Sean McVay. So what I'm worried about with the actual game itself is that I believe Kyle Shanahan's like 5-0 and against Sean McVay. Yeah. Like they, they know how Miami. to beat him. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So I think this could also be one of those shootout type mm -hmm. of competitions. And one of the things that I really like about this that we didn't get to see in the beginning of the season is there is now an OBJ that's on this team that is fully in the team he's invested in the team he's been there it's not just like hi welcome to the city go play a game you know yeah. like do you have your cleats it's like he's happy. He's he, happy yeah he's happy and the the rest of the team is happy you know what i mean like if, if only we had robert woods on the squad that would be absolutely oh, it still hurts lauren don't bring it up it still hurts i'm sorry i know it's so beautiful <laughs> i love it I, but i i love robert woods so yeah. that that's for next year when we when we talk about what we're going to do with that whole situation but i do yeah. like the over on this and i frankly find this a little conservative to be totally honest, even though San Francisco's defense is going to show up and show out like Kyle Shanahan can do against Sean McVay, but I really like what Matthew Stafford is going to be able to bring to the table in this kind of a game. Matthew Stafford has never gotten this far in the playoffs. No, this is their time to prove it, and he's going to have to do it. So I like it. I like it a lot. I'm super nervous, by the way, like super nervous for him, for the Rams, just Sean McVay, everything. I'm probably just going to mute my phone the entire Sunday. Nobody talked to me. I'll probably well, be as a, as a former say as, as a, I mean, I'm a St. Louis in, I was born and raised in St. Louis. Yeah. I despise the Rams on principle, like <laughs> just cause We're but I'm sorry. married. I know. I know that's my fault. It's not your fault because LA Rams fans are way more forgiving than St. Louis Rams fans are They're yeah, Cause they're not fans. They're just like, Oh my God, you left us. How dare you? Bye. We're like bitter ex-girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, not bitter even, it's not even fair. It's not fair. LA Rams fans. Great. I don't know about Cleveland. Haven't met any of them, but mm -hmm. I'm just saying. So my husband is a Lions fan. So huh. he loves Matthew Stafford. I have a signed Matthew Stafford mini helmet right behind my St. My, my Louis Saints, my New <laughs> Orleans Saints right behind there. I know it's hiding because, you know, the Lions are a little bit. I like how you accurately just but pointed I, to that. Like I have trouble. No. I've, I've tried You're to pro. do it so many times that like I figured it out now that everything yeah. is opposite, but yeah, it's right over there in that general direction. There it is. So yeah, I like this. I like this. <laughs> All right. Let me get into my <laughs> next one. Um, I got Tyreek Hill. He has 84 and a hook for receiving yards. I think this is a smash. I honestly think, like you said, it's going to be a shootout. And what we saw what he displayed over a hundred yards receiving last game it's going to be a bloodbath. And I feel as though Tyreek Hill is still playing at a high level. He's still that guy on the offense that you're going to have to watch down deep or even on the under routes where he can take it home. He has that home run ability. So obviously with the 84 and a hook, this is really like a smash. This is almost like a free space for basically it's a playoff game to get to the Super Bowl. So everybody goes up a notch. Everybody's playing at a higher level. So this is obviously a smash right here. What do you think about it? I totally agree. And this kind of touches on what I had said about Joe Burrow. And I think this is going to be an absolute shootout between these two teams. There's the two best receivers, not wide receivers, but pass catchers, let's call them between yep. Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. And like, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you here at all. This is going to be a mega game. And I, I cannot <laughs> wait for this weekend of football. Like I cannot wait. It's going to be so much fun, but yeah, hundred percent agree with you. It's hard to argue it. 
Yeah. I mean, unless he somehow gets hurt, that's literally the only reason why that couldn't happen. Yeah, we can't control that. So we're not fortune tellers. So people have to get over that. I mean, <laughs> I am. No, I'm not. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Let's get it to your last one. Um, I actually like this one. This one, uh, I actually was like, okay, yeah. Let's full, let's full send it. What you got? Okay. So the under is just as confirmed. The, the line is 36 and a half, right? Yep. Still. Okay. I have a problem here because I love Debo Samuel so much. It's almost borderline obsession and like, not right. Like (laughs) I love him so much and what he's able to do on the field as a football player, but I don't know. Have you ever seen his skin? He has the most beautiful skin I have ever seen on a human being. It does. It's flawless. Like there's no pores. There's no zits. There's no scars. There's nothing. It's perfection. Like what cream do you use? Because this is not okay. I don't care if you're only 26. Your skin looks like it's five years old. I need to know this. So I have like a borderline obsession with Debo Samuel. I'm not going to lie, but I originally had the over on the rushing line. And the reason I had the over, just to remind everybody again, that's listening is 36 and a half is that line. The reason I had the over is because we all know what Debo Sammy can do, not only in the receiving game, but this breakout he's had in the rushing game. However, I'm worried that he might be a little hobbled. That bothers me. It bothers me a lot. We don't have a lot of clarity on this situation yet. And that makes me even more worried. So for this line, even though it's only at 36, for a running back, that's kind of it. But for a wide receiver running back, juicy. But because he is hurt, I'm taking the under on this one. I'm taking the under on this one. However, I don't hate taking the over on it because if he is healthy, what he is able to do with it moving forward. But as of right now, I have to talk about Debo Samuel because it's like part of my brand now and like part of my life is always having to talk about Debo Samuel. I'm going to take the under because I'm worried about that injury. Uh, I'm right there with you. He he took a huge bump and we don't know exactly if like the clarity of like, if he's like, okay, I'm about 75% back. You know what I mean? But even that mm-hmm. is like a question mark against this hard hitting Rams defense. This is something that, you know, we'll just have to keep monitoring once we get closer to Sunday. But I feel as though taking the under here is the safe bet. Cause I can highly, you know, believe Kyle Shanahan trying to protect him. If anything, trying not to put him in situations where he doesn't really need to be. You have Elijah Mitchell, you have yes. you know guys that can run the ball as well. So Debo Samuel's a wide receiver. Let's probably protect him and keep him there. So I'm right with you with the under. Yay! I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm really good at this. That's why I, I say with absolute sarcasm. <laughs> Tongue firmly planted in cheek. As yeah, I right. <laughs> Well, let's transition into some dynasty content, some dynasty topics for the degenerates that are still, you know, watching for dynasty content. But hey, we have to hit on this. And I think we have some good players that we can hit on. Um, I'll go first. Um, I feel like, you know, with dynasty trades and trade targets and stuff, there's some guys that should be targeted. There should be some guys you should probably jump on now while the price is not too crazy, where you're able to still, you know, make off and feel like you didn't get screwed in the end. So Devin Singletary is one of the guys that I feel as though has been cooking up in the back half of the season. They're starting to trust him as the actual running back. I think they're seeing that he needs time to get rhythm. He needs 
you know, basically 15 to 20 touches to actually hit some type of pinnacle where he could find the end zone, where he's getting, you know, an open space. And it just opens up a lot for Josh Allen as well, because it doesn't put that much wear and tear on him having to run out of the pocket all the time, having to be that hero to just burst out of nowhere and run and take a huge hit. Like, I love Josh Allen for his play. I love how he's a risk taker, but let's think longevity here. Like, we want Mahomes, Josh Allen for the next 10 years. So if they get Devin Singletary, you know, some type of role to where he can be that running back with 15 to 20 touches per game, it'll be great. You know what I mean? It seems like a guy that they're trusting now, even going into the playoffs, you know, sadly they lost. I was rooting for them to beat Mahomes, but we saw Devin Singletary find the end zone. We saw him basically get a rhythm throughout the game of being that guy that could be running the ball as an RB1. So he's one of those guys that people should be targeting. So what do you think, Lauren? I will never trust a Bills running back ever. Ever <laughs> stay away, stay as far away as you humanly possibly can. No, because they're going to pick up somebody else. And then it's going to be Matt Breida. And then it's going to be Zach Moss. And then it's going to be Josh Allen. Like I have yeah. absolutely no faith in any bills running back. It's None. PTSD. It is. <laughs> I mean, like fool me once, twice, thrice, whatever the saying is, I'm done. I'm done. I won't do it. I won't do it. I'm staying as far away as he's possible it. from Devin Singletary. I've been saying, I can't do it. I've been saying I can't do it. That Josh Allen's the RB one, but yeah. finally they're they're opening up. They're showing that he can have the role and do something. Only with, uh, only long enough to fool defenses to be like, look, Devin Singletary. D- damn it, there goes Josh Allen. Like that's <laughs> that's the only purpose of Devin Singletary. Uh, and he's like, oh here, fall into the end zone. He's like, oh great, thank you. But when that's gonna happen, I have no idea, and I don't know. I don't understand how they utilize these types of running backs in this offense there, which is great because they're very creative, but for me, I'm out. I'm, I'm out on Devin Singletary. No, I can't do it. Can't do it. What if if he's cheap as air? What if he's free as air? I should say. Okay. Then sure. If he's thrown into the package. All right. But you're not willing to give up anything valuable. Then I am going to invest in Pepto-Bismol and (laughs) vodka when I am forced to watch Devin Singletary and cry at the end of the game. (laughs) And then when I when he does really well is the time when he's on my bench because I never know when I'm supposed to start. Yeah, that, the trust issues. Trust <laughs> yes, issues. Super that trust is issues. The, I told you I'm bitter. PTSD and trust severe. issues. I can't. I can't. Let's get into one of your guys. Let's get into one of these studs. I love both of your picks, by the way. Okay. So this is a player that has hurt me like significantly, because this is the first year I've actually had him on any team. And then let alone, I feel like he's been on all of my teams yeah. and I'm kind of done. I'm kind of done. It's Christian McCaffrey. Now I say I'm done, but I think a lot of managers who have Christian McCaffrey are kind of on that same page mm-hmm. and they're done dealing with the injuries. They're done dealing with all of this. And I think that he could be an asset on your team if he can stay healthy, but if there's ever a time to get an explosive running back that's in the NFL, who is by far and away the best running back in the league, it's now. It's now when people are upset and they're mad because they lost whatever week it was and they spent their first round, not even first round, their very first pick pick, on Christian McCaffrey. This is, I think, one of the cheapest opportunities that you can get to get him on your squad because there is no denying that he is amazing when he's on the field and when he's healthy which is I did, I did this whole diatribe and, and lamentation about how like I'm done with Christian McCaffrey. I don't care how hot you are, but they're like, okay, so would you draft him in the first round? I'm like, yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> I still Remember, would. I still like, would. <laughs> I still I, would. I'm on the same boat. I still would because I took them mm-hmm. in my home league and I was one of those managers that were burned. So I can definitely see the perspective you're saying of what like now it's the cheapest he's ever going to be. Like mm-hmm. right now, as we're talking about this, this is the cheapest he's ever going to be. So throw those offers just to get the mind going because you might have some people that are, like you said, are still hurt that are like, all right, I'm pissed off get him out of here. I'll get younger players. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, the whole thing with CMC is he hasn't been the same since he had that 90% snap opportunity year where he was just on the field almost hundred percent of the time. And then obviously wear and tear. So if we're going to be thinking from a dynasty standpoint, the wear and tear is there. So might as well, you know, see what you can get for him. But I definitely agree. He, he's one of those people you can get right now on the roster. For sure. So we're going to go to my next guy and I tweeted about him today and I feel as though a lot of people are feeling, you know, in the middle, they're in limbo about him, but Rashad Bateman, I feel as though he's a guy that we can go get now just based on the upside. So he only had four full games with Lamar Jackson before he went out with injury and before Watkins returned back. But in those four games, he had a healthy target share of 20%. So it's like, you have a guy who's, you know, not really on par or, you know, chemistry isn't built with Lamar Jackson because it wasn't there. He was hurt going into camp. All basically the beginning of the season, he was on IR and he comes back and you're like trying to get in rhythm. But I was impressed when, you know, he came back and was able to have that 20% target share. Sammy Watkins is a free agent next year. So all we have to hope for is a healthy offseason and a healthy season for Rashad Bateman to be the number three, you know, in a Baltimore Ravens offense. So he's cheap right now. I don't see anybody going anything, you know, above like maybe a third round to go get him because, again, people are lost and forgotten about him. So go ahead and go get them. What do you think, Lauren? I love this. This is called fire content only, people. (laughs) This is what this is. Rashad Bateman, you will never get a better value for this young wide receiver than you will right now because he is going to explode in the future. What he was able to do as a rookie coming off of injury, didn't he miss OTAs? Like he didn't even get a chance to basically play with the team, except they're like, oh, he's practicing, go play. And he did freaking awesome. He did so well. And I absolutely love this. Go target Rashad Bateman every single place that you can. Also a sneaky pickup when it comes to redraft, when we're going to talk about that way, way, way later over the next several months. But I'm just saying, love this so much because he was able to do something that was borderline miraculous without mm-hmm. any time, without any chemistry. He went, he went in and just annihilated. And that is so incredibly great. I love Rashad Bateman. I love this one. Love it. Stamp love it. it. Love it. We love you. <laughs> go get love him. It. Let's go to your love next it. guy. This guy has been buzzing all morning on Twitter, by the way, just all morning about his value or his price. So I want to hear what you think about him. So now that it's been buzzing all over Twitter, now the price is going <laughs> to go straight up. So this may already be old news, but um, it's a it's one that I forgot about, actually, until I was on yeah. a podcast a, a few uh, days ago. And I was like, oh, my God, yeah, but it's Travis Etienne. So mm-hmm. let's not forget that he was one of the teammates of our boy Trevor Lawrence in college. And he, un- unfortunate injury. We have that kind of a situation again, and he fell off of the radar because we really haven't been able to see what he has been or what he can do when it comes to the NFL. So um, his value is a little bit more in limbo. But again, now that we've all been talking about him, it's going to be like, everyone wants him. (laughs) So who knows? But I do. I'm very intrigued with Travis Etienne when it comes to that offense. They're going through a 
I don't want to call it a rebuild because it's more of like an organizational rebuild as yeah. opposed to a team rebuild. So I don't really mean rebuild as in the players, but you know, that that team relies on chemistry because they have to, because of everything that they have gone on. And when you have two teammates that have already been working together, it helps. Great example, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. Wow, that worked out really well. So I really like Travis Etienne, and I think he is going to be very surprising when he is on the field. So I love targeting Travis Etienne, even if his price is going up just a little bit. He's yep. young, and he's gonna. I think he'll be a valuable asset for many years to come. Most definitely. I think actually James Robinson might be out the door. So Travis Etienne, you know, yep. it's his show right now. So you have to go get him right now there is no waiting there is no you know thinking about i'll wait until later you know his price will fluctuate now it's right now this is probably the cheapest it's going to be because all it's going to take is some camp reports it's going to take some coach talk and it's going to skyrocket and mm-hmm. unfortunately that's where we're at in times you know don't wait football don't wait pull the trigger go get it right now <laughs> agreed so I want to transition into players with question marks going into 2022. So there's some players that, you know, situations may be changing, may not be changing, or just all around just coaching and et cetera, et cetera. So it's a matter of like, what do we do? So hopefully we can answer some of these questions, but let's get into your first player. Let's see what you got going on. Okay. So my trade target for dynasty was Christian McCaffrey. And he is the one that I have a big question mark about. What are we going to do with Christian McCaffrey? What is happening right now? Like, I don't even know how to evaluate him because I think after so many years of getting injured, like he's no longer that coveted first round pick. Now we're going to be talking about falling in drafts. Then we're going to be talking about this quarterback situation that's going on with the Panthers. Uh, None of this makes any sense. Like I know their head coach is going to be staying on, but there's also offensive coordinator issues that are going to be changing here too. Can we rely on him? What is his health going to be? And I think he is a big question mark for me that is going to be terrifying people. And the last thing I want to see is him to fall down the Saquon Barkley road where you had an elite running back that turned into a disaster because of the team, not necessarily because of him and because of things that are outside of his control, which is injury. But I have a huge question mark when it comes to Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to that offensive coordinator, you know, where they're going to bring a new guy in of like, how does he want to use him? And it's a matter of do we lean on him 70% or 60%? Because there's only a few running backs in the NFL right now that are getting above 72% snap opportunity, like mm-hmm. literally only a handful. So I think there's we're like, trending. There's like five, right? Maybe yeah, four. Five or, five or yeah. four. And we're, we're trending to where teams are going to this one two punch. Like we've seen, you know, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt master that. Mm-hmm. Now we're seeing teams like kind of sweater into that to where like, okay, well, maybe, you know, we could do a Zeke and Tony Pollard. Maybe you could do a Cam Maker, Sony Michelle, whatever the case may be. So I feel like, you know, it's a little weird, you know, that first game that seems he came back that Amir Duel was actually splitting target share with him, splitting rushing attempts with him. And yes. he could possibly be back there for the cheap and you have Chuba Hubbard or whatever but he didn't pan out exactly the best player for that pass catching role but Amir Dool mirrored everything that seems he was able to Amir do Abdullah. in the season where, what world that, do we live in we're talking about Amir Abdullah he found, a, he found his home <laughs> <laughs> he found a home <laughs> can't even it, it's nuts to even think about it though but it is a question mark of what do we do with CMC, you know, as a manager, what do we do like in redraft? How far is he going to fall in the first in the yes. first round? You know what I mean? So I feel like, you know, it's a matter you're going to be taking a gamble because in the back of your head, you're thinking about that injury. So 
if you played, you know, running back hero like I did, where I took CMC, and then I waited to the fourth round to go get a running back, a, a Raheem Mostert, a Mike Davis, or Daryl Henderson, like you waited that far and then CMC burns you, you were basically screwed for the rest of the yep. season. Yep. So I don't think people are going to want to fall into that pattern again. So CMC, huge question mark. Hopefully we can figure it out soon. It's actually interesting because you brought up, you know, the whole identity with, uh, you know, Amir Abdullah back there too. It's something that I, I was curious about to start the season in 2021 with an extended week. How were teams going to manage the workload of their yeah. workhorses? And we saw that play out when I was looking at this split between Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. Everyone was getting mad because like, there's not really one workhorse, like, well, mad in fantasy football, because that makes sense because yeah. we want some, you know, predictability, <laughs> but it made sense for the longevity and the health of their yeah. players. So I'm actually curious to see how this trend goes for the future for many years to come and what this actually means for our drafts when it comes yeah. to redraft is what I'm talking about and because our running back is going to be higher. that valued. Exactly. Yep. So it's very curious. So yes, yeah, CMC has a huge question mark for me. So as, as we just obviously just discussed. <laughs> uh, so the next guy <laughs> I want to get into is actually Elijah Mitchell. So the only question mark here is Kyle Shanahan going to commit to him. Like, I feel like, you know, Elijah Mitchell has earned it. He, you know, showed the reps. He showed that you can lean on him as a workhorse or whatever the new workhorse meaning will be going forward. But I feel as though it's a question mark because, you look at it and you have Trey Sermon, really the only running back that's going to be there next year because you have Jeff Wilson that's a free agent. You have Hasty as a free agent and Raheem Mostert obviously injured again, no contract next year. So he's probably out the door as well. So you look at Elijah Mitchell and then you look at his value. Where could he possibly go? Because running backs were emotional roller coaster this year, Lauren, and I don't want to be burned again. So you might have to do a little reaching for this running back for a guy like Elijah Mitchell and a 49ers offense that, you know, they excel in. So my question mark is just overall his value. So what do you think? Mm -hmm. Lauren? Yeah, that's a tough one because, um, we we toss around this term actually Jake Seeley and I talked about this like getting Kyle Shanahan again I mean it's a pretty common term yeah. that we when we use when it comes to what Kyle Shanahan does in his offense but one of the things that Jake Seeley pointed out was that when Kyle Shanahan commits to a player he's pretty honest about it and mm. they use him so yeah. the question here is going to be just like you said are they going to be relying on Elijah Mitchell as the guy do we know that how soon do we know that because he obviously doesn't like Trey Sermon like, I don't know no. what Trey Sermon did to insult him, like whether he said something bad about his wife. I don't know. Maybe you should like buy him some like an you know edible arrangement and maybe yeah. smooth things over. I don't know. But that is going to be a very difficult question because how do we as fantasy um, analysts want to keep our favorite players as far down the draft as possible, even though we know how much we love him, they'll probably go a little bit higher. But yeah. I think that because of all the flashy names, it's going to depend on what happens in the off season. There's Draft. a lot of flashy names out there too. So I actually think Elijah Mitchell could be a steal in, mm -hmm. in 2022. I think he could be a steal, but it is a question mark because you never know. He could be going off the board second, third round. We don't yeah. know what's going to happen in the off season. It's terrifying. And nobody lead makes her the same because I have home guys that take Patrick Mahomes in the first round back to back years. And it's a redraft. <laughs> it's like, why are you doing this? It doesn't work. <laughs> it, it doesn't work. And it's a one it quarterback league too. So it's kind of annoying. Ooh, so yeah. if my friend that I'm talking about, if you're watching this, it's embarrassing. You're embarrassing yeah. me in front of my friend. Looking so. at you, buddy. Looking <laughs> at you. <laughs> 
So let's get into your next player. It's some some spicy news came out today about uh, the staff over there. Yes. Okay. So I actually, I think I had this in before the noops came out um, yeah. that was going on. So my, my biggest question mark for me, besides Christian McCaffrey is really Michael Thomas wide receiver for the saints right there. So yep. um, I love Michael Thomas. Obviously he's an elite wide receiver. There's a lot of drama going on there for him. Slightly Antonio Brown esque, which I hope doesn't escalate to being yeah. in that particular situation, but it sounds That's like it's more injury related <laughs> Yeah. So then we have that whole situation coming up. And then Sean Payton, the head coach, is just like, nah, I'm done. Yeah, and, I'm, out. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> and like, oh, my God, like the sweet old lady that owns the Saints. She was on a, answering a couple of questions. She's like, I don't know. We haven't heard from him. He'll let us know. I'm sure. I'm really not really worried about it. Like, she's yeah. so cute. It was hilarious. Anyway, so Sean Payton, their head coach, who is one of one of the brilliant masterminds of gameplay, and of creativity that we have in the league, he is now stepping down from being a head coach. So what does that mean for the overall organization? Also serious question marks with the quarterback situation, because obviously that is who is going to be throwing the ball to Michael Thomas. So if he's with the saints, like I have no idea, I have no idea what to do or what to do about Michael Thomas. It's just like, this is a hot mess, hot, steamy mess. It's a huge question mark because you don't know who the quarterback is back there. I don't honestly see any of the head coaches coming into that job wanting to go into the regular season with a Taysom Hill. Let's be honest. He's not a quarterback. He's they just paid him $10 million. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I don't get. Like, you're Why? for two years. Here's 10 million. Like, can I have Payton that knew. job? Like, yeah, I think Sean Payton. He's like, I'm going to get you paid and then I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I love it. But with Michael Thomas, it's like I feel like he's a buy low, but it's it's still the question mark of how much is this going to escalate from the injury to where it's almost borderline Antonio Brownish distraction. So yeah. I feel like you know, as a fantasy manager, probably like hands off, like eh, I don't want to risk it for the biscuit here with him because the offense just overall looks terrible right now. Mm-hmm. Doesn't doesn't look Michael good. Thomas? Yeah, like, it, how can you it, say annoying. no to that? It, it's annoying though because you know he's such a great talent. Slant mm-hmm. boy is going to get you all the targets, so mm-hmm. it's like it, it's great for fantasy. But as, as as a guy that you know took a shot on him last year, even though I knew he wasn't going to play for six to eight weeks, yeah, <laughs> yeah, my season was terrible in that one week. Oh, oh, I had like Kenny Galladay, Michael Thomas, and I think like Chris Godwin. I can't remember the third one, but they all got hurt. Nope. Like, <laughs> oh. it is the worst it is the worst so what w- with him going into this next season I gotta be honest with myself I'm probably not gonna do anything with him I'm probably not gonna touch him in redraft or even target him in most of the trades but it, I'll be happy you know if somebody else you know strives off of if he actually does something this upcoming season but me I'm hands off PTSD so I have a I have a thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna say two things here real quick before we mm-hmm. do the outro situation. So Michael Thomas is one of those players that when you have them on your team, you're like, how do I leave them on the bench? Like, I can't do that. It's Michael Thomas. How do you ever yeah. sit him? So you do can. I want to as a yeah, you can't like do I want to as a fantasy manager have to deal with making that decision every week? Or maybe look somewhere else, like to a Jalen Waddle or something like that, wherever he's yeah. going in the draft. I mean, just, I don't know what the ADPs are yet. So like, that's kind of like what we're looking at here, but I feel like that was a very similar situation to your favorite player in the whole world who has lit it up and who is going to continue to light it up (laughs) through the conference round. 
it's your boy OBJ. Oh so can we God. have this conversation right now, Laquan? <laughs> I think we should. I think we should. Because I believed. Uh, I believed. Listen. <laughs> I believed. I'm and so look at all that Rams remember. gear behind yeah. you. And yeah, I believed, God. my friend. I believed. I can send you some crow if you would like to eat it. I'm surprised you actually remember me bashing him so much, but. Oh, how could I forget? (laughs) What? No. All right. Well, I feel as though he has a question mark on a matter of his location going into next season. I am happy he's a Ram. I'm happy he's happy. But to be honest, most of my bashing was because he was a Cleveland Brown. I just want to say that and clear it out. I never take away from his talent. He's one of those home run guys. Take and his value out. was incredible, OBJ. Yes, yes, yes. But I just didn't like him as a Cleveland Brown. Now that he's a Ram, and hopefully, fingers crossed, we bring him back. Can you imagine the offense with Robert Woods, Oda Beckham, Cooper Cup? Van Jefferson, Tyler Higbee, oh, Matt Stafford, Vaughn Miller, Aaron Donald. Like, the list goes on and on. Like, it's Super crazy. Bowl back-to-back. Do I have to be a Rams fan again? Yes. Come I back. We're do. sorry. We're apologize. Ew. <laughs> it's okay. Oh I need I need time to digest this information. If he signs to us next year, you have to be a partial fan. You have to root for us when we're playing. How about that? I always root for you when you're playing because you have my boy Matthew Stafford and you have oh. my boy Cooper Cup and you have my boy OBJ. So I have to begrudgingly, but I do. All right, just say you're a fan then. Just I'm bitter about it. I'm like, go Rams. Ew. <laughs> But it's a question like mark it. on his value, too, based on we don't know where he's going to go. I feel as though if he ends up somewhere, let's say he ends up on the Dolphins, ill. Say if he ends up on the Patriots, ill. <laughs> I feel like most, like, it has to be, honestly, only the Rams for me to be buying into Odell Beckham going into this next season. Because, obviously, he came into the middle of the season, no playbook knowledge, and he also was banged up as well coming over. So, it's like, I can't really take what he's doing right now and say, hey, this is what's going to transition to next season on mm-hmm. whatever other team. I think he'll transition with he's doing now. If he stays a Ram to a higher level with a full off season with chemistry built, finding a way to fit into that scheme a hundred percent. Cause we still see yeah. Odell Beckham come off the field sometimes because he doesn't know this play. He doesn't know the protection or blah, blah, blah. So I feel as though the biggest question mark is value. Where are we getting him? And like, where can we touch him if he goes anywhere else? Yeah, I think if he goes anywhere else, I think that's a totally hands-off situation. I think mm-hmm. this is the best home for OBJ than that exists in the entirety of the NFL. Yeah. Um, the amount of chemistry that those players have together, um, I just heard a report. Um, so Cam Akers, Matt Stafford came off the field and joked with Cam Akers and OBJ. And uh, he said, oh, okay, so you can't cast a pass from me, but you can catch one from OBJ. I see how it is. And they're all laughing and joking on the sideline. Like that yeah. kind of chemistry it's yeah. like he, he's at home for the first time. You yep. can just see he's more relaxed. He doesn't have that kind of drama, but he, he's projecting his passion in the correct way. And that is yeah. on the field, making plays and doing really good things. I think this is one of the mentally healthiest places, if that makes any sense, um, for him to be. And I think that just translate into translates into his production on the field with what he has been able to do, just simply being in a, in a better environment. But if he goes somewhere else, I'm hands off. But if he hands does off. stay with the Rams, I think if his ADP can stay low enough for redraft, I, I think he's going to be a steal as well. 
Absolutely. That, that that's going to be I fun. can't believe we're on the OBJ train together. Oh my god, this is so weird. excited. <laughs> I can't believe I got you here. I got you here. I I'm, I'm going to I'm going I'm to make you a ticket and I'm going to send it to you. <laughs> be like OBJ train. I felt so Everyone. weird just saying like I'm happy he's a Ram. It was just like it's so funny. As soon as I already was traded, you popped into my head. I was like, oh, that was my, my exact piece. I'm like, beside himself. I'm like, what I'm gonna do? Like, I can't even tweet about him anymore. So for everyone listening, a little peek behind the curtain. I had really high hopes for OBJ because his value in redraft was so amazing that it was kind of yeah. hard to pass up. So Laquan gave me a really hard time about this. I doubled down. <laughs> I didn't back you stood down. Your ground. You stood your ground. I stood my ground. I Fortune doubled down teller. on OBJ and I was like, Ew. no. And yeah, but again, I didn't know he was going to be on the Rams. But Me either. Here we we are. have no money. How are we doing this still? We have no money. We also have no draft picks. So I, I, I hope you're real, real good for the next like five years. <laughs> it's going to be a problem. Oh, my God. oh, so I want to transition to our last segment, our last topic. And of course, we have to talk about Super Bowl. What are Super your because we're on the same page? Can we just say it at the same time? Yeah, we're at the same time. Three, two, Rams, one, Rams, Chiefs, Chiefs. I was yes. so I, I totally messed that up. You did, but it's okay. I did. <laughs> we're I delayed. It. It's internet. We're, we're I delayed. ruined it. No, he, he, he's trying to be nice. I ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> I totally ruined it. <laughs> but it's important that, you know, Rams get there, obviously, from Matthew Stafford. He has a story. He has a narrative he needs to knock out. But I'm actually room for the Chiefs on the AFC side. I do want Bengals, Rams. That would be interesting. But I need the Chiefs. I need, like, a, a huge competitor to take it to the next level. I'm expecting a good Super Bowl game. I don't want a boring Super Bowl game where by halftime you have my buddy sleep downstairs in the basement with wings, <laughs> empty empty plate of wings on his, on his lap. You know, that's kind of, you know, what it is. Very specific. Thinking. Yeah, it's, it happened before. It happened <laughs> before. Okay, that's what I wanted to know. It's because Brady kept being in the Super Bowl, so it is what it is. And... We have no Super Bowl with Brady, so we're going to get some entertainment. So I'm going Rams and Chiefs. What is your reasoning? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same way here. And when I look at the matchups on what I think is going to happen, as much as I think that this game between the Chiefs and the Bengals is going to be a blowout, I have a feeling that it's going to be a Patrick Mahomes victory. If it's not, don't get me wrong. That would be awesome if yeah. Joe Burrow and the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. That, that would, would be, be mind-blowing. And yeah. I would become like an instant Cincinnati Bengals fan. Like that's exactly what would happen. Nice. And then I'd be, I mean, I already have lots of Tiger stuff. I went to Mizzou. So yeah. I got tiger stuff <laughs> out the wazoo. I just rhymed. Look, there's a tiger right over there. I have a tiger. Then I have so a tiger hat. <laughs> I, I practice this in the mirror. And I, just, <laughs> I can get it right. Oh, yeah. I, would, I would absolutely too. love that. But in, in reality, what I see here is the Chiefs kind of pulling out a victory here. They, yeah. They're trying to prove something after a very sluggish, slow start. Oh God, um, yeah. not really being the chiefs kind of chief. So this is their time when they can become themselves again and say, see, Hey, we're fine. Yep. So I have a feeling that momentum is going to continue to carry, especially off of that explosive game against the bills. And when I look at the Rams and 49ers, history is very difficult to repeat itself as many times as Kyle Shanahan has repeated yes. itself against Sean McVay. So for me with a healthy OBJ, I'm so rhymey today. Like, I don't know how that's happening, but I am Ours. like just. I am just rhyming. I'm just, I'm spitting fire over here. When's the album well, coming? I'm not. Um, <laughs> never. I was a singer at one time, but mama cannot rap that. Nope. Nope. SML, not her thing. But I think that Sean McVay is going to finally figure out how to get that monkey off of his back with Kyle Shanahan Jesus. constantly beating him. And I think a healthy 
Odell Beckham Jr. Um, a Tyler Higby that actually can play because yeah. he didn't, you know, yeah. COVID. Yeah, it, it, Tyler yeah. Higby has done a really good job at the tight end position there too. Also, yeah. Cam Akers. Cam Akers brings such a dynamic piece to the Rams this offense. not fumbling. No more fumbles. No. He, okay, no whatever. He just, no I know, just he blew up his foot like six months no, ago, no, and now he's it. back on the field. Don't hate on Cam Akers. It gave me I a heart attack. Oh my god! It's crazy. The ball twice. Like every, well, okay, give him a second. Jeez, okay. like he almost like lost his entire leg. I'm being very, very sarcastic <laughs> right now. But I'm just saying, there's a. This is a different Rams team yeah. than Kyle Shanahan has faced in in the past, and I think that. The narrative has to happen that Matthew Stafford can go to the Super Bowl. His first year with the Rams, what they have surrounded him with. And if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be depressed. Like, oh my God. I'm going to be so depressed. Like, I won't even know what to do. Like, I will eat ice cream and like cookie dough and not leave my house for like a solid week. Oh, wait, I already do that. So. Never mind, my bad. But I will be sad. I will be really sad. I'll be really sad. If that doesn't I will happen, be so. doing it. Rams it's, Chiefs. Uh, Rams That's Chiefs. That's what I want to see. <laughs> so hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. We are wrapping up. We're going to be ending the show. This is the Fantasy Football Picks and Bets. Again, make sure you guys sign up today using promo code MMN. The link is in the bio. Just sign up today. It's free money, and they're matching up to 100 bucks. Lauren, where can everybody find you at on the social medias? Ooh, come find me, Stepmom Lauren, y'all. And uh, you can find all of my work on my website, stepmomlauren.com. Don't Google it. Just go straight to the website. The other Stepmom Lauren is not me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Quick, sweet, <laughs> fire content only. And of course, you can find me at Real Deal Fantasy on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey, I'm even on Facebook, you know, chatting, going back and forth with topics of fantasy football, of course. And of course, again, find us both here at Mayo Media. Make sure you like and subscribe. And we'll see you guys next week for another great episode. Peace.